0: This is my older brother, Josh, everybody. And he is like the soft skill king. Hi, how's everybody doing? Oh my gosh, we're going to keep this in the episode. Oh man, do like I guess an NDA? Until then, Josh, I will call you back in 30 minutes. My brother, Josh, my older brother is, I have two older brothers. One works for Deloitte. One is like a financial advisor. Like he really is the soft skill king. He can like change the whole dynamic of a room and he's very charismatic. So I might actually have him on one day. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I got asked a great question that we're going to talk about today. Someone on LinkedIn reached out to me and said, how do you get the department head to buy into management training financially and the time commitment and just the general concept that we are always learning? And I was like, oh, this is a good one. This will make a great episode. So I told this person, I was like, check back in two weeks. (laughs) You should have some kind of philosophy in place, like a management philosophy that can take a similar shape to like your mission and vision, but you should onboard new managers and put them through a training because most managers don't get training, whether they just got promoted or they came in as a manager. Managers are on the hook for 70% of the employee experience. And that's what drives engagement is a good experience or a bad experience. People will be engaged or disengaged. A lot of that's out of your hands. So it is really to your benefit. If you are workshopping your managers regularly against A lot of books I recommend all the time, like 101 Conversations, Tough Conversations to Have with Employees, and Perfect Phrases for Managers and Supervisors. You can use those books if you're like, I don't know how to do management training. If you can't afford a consultant to come in, that's okay. You can lead them through these trainings. Go into ChatGPT. I'm shipping a video soon on how to use that for your benefit and your job. You could be like, ChatGPT, Write me like five bullet points for a slide deck on this type of tough conversation with an employee so I can teach my managers. Also, give me a thought exercise to run them through. ChatGPT will do it for you. Save your brain space. I don't blame you for not wanting to put together management trading off the top of your head. That sounds impossible. That's why we have tools like ChatGPT. Get comfortable using it. I know some of you are scared of it. Stop it. Your detriment if you don't learn how to use AI to go faster and save your brain space. But You need to have some kind of philosophy in place for your managers. That's like, we are always learning and managers are a huge part of what it's like to work here. So it should be part of your interviews too. If you're managing a person to become coming in as a new manager, you should ask. If you're interviewing someone to come in for a new management role, get ahead of it and be like, we workshop our managers regularly. That needs to be something that you are bought into and you're open and willing to be taught new things because management is nuanced, tricky, messy business. And there are lots of things that you need to be prepared for in order to be a well-equipped manager. We provide that training. So lay the groundwork early when you're hiring for a management role. But if you have someone who's super stubborn and it's like, I don't need training or like, we don't have time for this. Tell them in the terms that they care about. You say, listen, when we workshop you, when we do training, it's so that you have what you need to create a more productive, happy, engaged team that delivers better, faster, higher quality results. If you are ever struggling with a person on your team who is not performing or the team isn't getting along or the way the work's getting done isn't working, we want to make sure you're prepared to handle that. We are investing in your skill set because being a good manager is something that will catapult your career if you really do become incredible at it. So help me understand why you don't want a more productive, happier, engaged team. And if they're like, well, I already know what I'm doing. Sometimes you have to respectfully hold people's feet to the fire. This is kind of like my episode on your culture crisis. If your culture is shifting and you've got some older dogs on the team that are like, I don't need training. Well, they might get left behind. You don't say it that way to them, but you say, this is how we operate now. This is an evolution and who we are as a company. So this is where the company is headed. This is now baked into our culture of who we are. So if a manager really is just like still like, no, you got an old dog on your team that's like, I don't need this. I know what I'm doing. I ugh, Like, I don't have time. You coach them and you say, this is where the company is headed. Cultures evolve and change. And the way that the company is headed, this is going to be ingrained into who we are and what we offer you as a manager and the employees as a benefit to you getting, and all the managers, management training. This is a huge benefit to how your team is going to run. It's an investment in you. But if it's not something you're interested in, this might not be the company for you. You can't keep your brilliant jerks. Brilliant jerks are people who do whatever they want because they're very skilled, but then they don't listen and they make people feel bad. And they can really be like a disengagement wedge, like a mold that just grows. If you have a manager who doesn't want to do this and you've already walked them through the benefits and they're still like, sorry, there's lots of managers out there. And I don't care I see this happen at companies where they're like, Oh, this person just knows so much. I couldn't imagine the company happening without them. That might be fueling their ego and their, their inability to change. There are consultants. There are other people that can come in with the same skill set who would have a much better attitude. So is it really worth it to keep that person who doesn't want to listen, doesn't want to be workshopped on leading up a, a happier, more psychologically safe team? Is it really worth it to keep that person? If the answer is maybe or you don't know, like just really sit with that. Think about how that person might be affecting their team. Think about how that person might be affecting other managers. No brilliant jerks. Those are the worst. They get treated differently because everyone handles them with gloves because they're like so unpredictable. And it's just, it's not good for business to keep your brilliant jerks. So yes, your managers might need to come around to the idea, but make sure that they know that there's nothing wrong with them. There are many benefits for them if they take it seriously and it's in place to both better meet the needs of employees and give a better employee experience and help them grow their skill set. And if they have a problem with that, then your company might not be the right company for them. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the senior VP of all the things. That's a leader that people are looking to. And if they're rolling their eyes and like, they can go. <laughs> you can find another person. Choose the people over someone who's difficult every time. If someone doesn't want to be a good manager, guess what? They can work at another company. Lots of companies have really bad managers. There's lots of job security for them, but not at your company. Um, To do this though, you really do also need to have your CEOs buy into like the fact that this is important. Management training is a huge part of how the work gets done. And what you can tell your CEO is 70% of the employee experience is the relationship between the employees and their manager. You will never have the engaged workforce you want. You will not hit the quality and have the happy customers and ultimately hit your revenue targets if your CEO is not bought into the people first concept, which is making sure managers are equipped to take great care of those in their care and putting people first over revenue because the revenue comes. And if you're sick of me saying it, good, because you need to be able to drop this in a leadership team meeting or to your CEO when the time is right. Trust me, you'll thank me one day when you're like, I did it. I had to say this to my CEO and I'm so glad you repeated this stat over and over again. How do you get department head buy-in for training? You explain it to them once. If they have feelings, you hear them out. You explain it one more time and you ask, are you are you in or are you out? And if they're out... It's okay. It's probably a good thing. Okay. Workshop your managers. If you need help, I have a lot of management coaches in my network that I can connect you with if you have the budget. If not, next week's episode is about asking your CEO for budget. So, yay. We're going to give you that little prompt because you can't drive engagement with zero dollars. That's like telling the marketing team that they need to organically grow pipeline, which means like no ad spend. That means like just praying that people see your posts on Pinterest. Like, no, that doesn't work. They need a budget. Lots of departments have a budget and you need one too. You can't drive engagement with $0. You need to invest in tool. And it's not for Grubhub gift cards and parties, although there should be some times where that is happening. But that's not what drives engagement. You need the money to invest in training, consultants, and the right tools. Tools like Pingboard. Pingboard helps your employee experience unfold in very automated ways that are delightful without you having to be like, uh, is everyone having a similar good experience? Is onboarding happening the same way? Um, are managers having one-on-ones and is the org chart updated? Like, no, stop the madness. You can't figure all that out and keep up with that. That's ridiculous. So thanks for listening. And, uh, if you ever have questions and want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, I will answer your question, but your question might also become an anonymous episode. So thanks for reaching out and I'll talk to you guys next week.